This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. What's up? Welcome into the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down districts five and six, week in, week out. Brandon Bainey is always joined by Sean Kane, our East Idaho expert. Sean, what's up? Well, what if I told you one of the greatest bands ever got back together this weekend is touring? <laughs> You know, the, a, you know the you know the ESPN. What yeah, if I the, told you? Yeah, the thirty but, for thirties. Uh, yeah, yeah. Blink one eighty two got back together and will be touring next year. So, pretty excited. Wow. Okay, I was wondering if it, uh, if it was actual news or if it was just uh, a spoof you were doing. Like, no. Uh, what if the I bands told back you? together? You and I. You know. And the guy who left, Tom DeLong, is back, and uh, it's pretty exciting if you're um an older middle-aged man and liked punk rock music so there you go that's right we talked about this <laughs> we talked about this last it was either last week or the week before they're all blending together now but your twitter handle which you've prominently displayed on the screen for those that are watching the video version of this on the idahosports.com youtube channel or facebook page there's audio only as well idahosports.com and wherever you download your podcast i personally consume it audio only i guess probably because i lived through the video experience right i see i see the video as we're recording it so it's always nice to go back and listen to it. Um, but your Twitter handle is at Sean Kane one eighty two. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, easy. I, that wasn't a very good job of setting you up because you were like, "How do I respond to that?" That's um, that's not being a very good host. Yes, on that is part. correct. Thank you. <laughs> Next question. No. As as usual, you are carrying the slack here in the early going. Let's. <laughs> Let's dive into it because uh, holy crap, uh, crap, man! There's been a lot going on. Uh, we had state golf last week, the five A and four A uh, state championships for for fall golf, first time ever. East Idaho got to host. Rexburg hosted the five A. Idaho Falls hosted the four A. I think we have to start with the five A boys because what an exciting finish to the competition uh, from our individual medalist. Ashton MacArthur from Madison. Yeah, amazing. And, uh, you know, Madison took second overall in boys, and Ashton MacArthur uh, hit one of the shots that is for the ages, and I'm sure you're going to pull it up. But uh, it's, uh, man, it's unreal. I, I have to give some a shout-out credit to Ryan Frost, the, the assistant century golf coach. He, he showed me, and I'm like, you know, he's like, oh, this guy hit this great putt and i'm like you know okay whatever and then i'm like oh my goodness it's great it's like one of those moments uh you won't see very often um you know it's a 30 30 foot plus putt and it bends it bends crazy and not only is it that it's the last hole he hits this he wins good night um pretty amazing pretty big it's like a top 10 espn for sure if if that got out there but yeah ash MacArthur hit an amazing putt to win state golf for Madison. Yeah. Individually. And, and he's, he's got uh, a wheat and Ennis of Eagle bearing down on him. Uh, Ennis is a kid that won state as a freshman. And that I believe took second as a sophomore and now is in his junior season. And so you've got a, a, a guy who's won state before at the five, a level at a young age, you know, bearing down on you essentially. And like you said, it came down to the final hole, Ashton MacArthur from, you know, 30, 30 feet out something forever. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it was forever. It was, it was seriously, it was, so this is on and I'm going to share it on my screen. So if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you'll be able to see it as I share my screen, maybe make your video screen full size. So you can see it a little better. Um, if you're listening to the podcast audio only, I'm grabbing this from Ashton's Instagram account. You can find that uh, at Ashton MacArthur five, but check this out. I'm going to share it. And here's the photo of him you know, celebrating the championship win. There he is, a nice sentimental hug after it was done. Here he is signing the green, as the champion does. And then here's the shot that Sean was talking about. Check this out. And watch the guy's, like, left leg, because that's where you see it bend, the guy in the black shirt. I mean, look at the <laughs> hook on that. And then here's my favorite part. The crowd. The chest bump. <laughs> How awesome was that? Seriously. There's professional golfers that don't make that putt. No. Yeah. And everyone's just, it's just crazy. And then even the crazy thing to look back is um, Wheaton Enos, you know, he, first round he shoots a 64. You got to think, I shoot a 64. I'm going to win this thing. And 
then Ashton MacArthur comes back on the second day and shoots a 62. So, I mean, what a what a crazy finish in the 5A Golf Boys Tournament. Just amazing stuff up there. Yeah, and MacArthur had three eagles uh, on day two as well, which helped propel him to the title. I mean, it, it was incredible to watch. Um, other uh, Idaho boys that finished in the top 10 in the 5A, Justin Anderson of Thunder Ridge and Seth Floyd of Highland actually tied for fifth place. They were both two strokes over par. Um, so congratulations to both of those guys as well. I know Justin Anderson, especially for Thunder Ridge, had a really nice regular season, and um, it was nice to see him finish strong at state. On the 5A girls' side, you know, Rocky Mountain wins the team title. Um, Mountain View and Boise take second and third, so it's kind of a Treasure Valley sweep. Boring. Uh, individually, <laughs> though. <laughs> Highland came in eighth. Yes. Um, but yeah, this was the Treasure Valley thing on the 5A girls' side, certainly. Um, when you look at you know what happened in the top 10 from East Idaho, you had Megan Quinton of Madison, who took seventh overall. So nicely yep. done there on the girls' side as well. Uh, boys, 4A. This was in Idaho Falls. What an incredible... This was, to me, you know, if, if Ashton and MacArthur sinking that putt was the top story, this was easily the second where Nate Nelson from Shelley ends up tying with Dallas Jackson of Bishop Kelly for first place. It goes to the tiebreaker and Nelson gets the win. So Nate Nelson of Shelley, this is a guy that we, you know, we've seen up close, Sean, he quarterbacks, the Shelley football team. He also now is your four a individual champ in golf. It was a little bit of a, a week for him. Yeah. You know, you Friday night, you go in, you score the winning touchdown against Pocatello high school on a fourth and something, you know, they had no more timeouts. They go in. We talked about this last week. He scores the touchdown. Um, I heard that he wasn't even going to play golf, and someone broke their arm, and they're like, hey, come play golf. And that's why he played golf. Because that's kind of the side story there. They're like, oh, someone broke their arm. You want to come play golf? Because a lot of the other guys on the football team play golf, too. And so he's like, okay, yeah, I'll just go win state. <laughs> yeah, because Nate, Nate had golfed when it was in the spring, but as the starting quarterback for a football team, obviously, you know, it's asking a lot to pull your quarterback out of practice to golf, yeah. right? But credit to Shelly. They've been really cool about it. Uh, four of the five members of Shelly's golf team also play football. So, you know, that's that's an example of a school making it work and saying, yeah, you know what? This is a, a new wrinkle, but we want to give our kids as many opportunities as possible. And look how it turns out for Nate Nelson. Yeah, he scored the game-winning touchdown with five seconds left against Pokey last week. Leads Shelley to another big win over Idaho Falls uh, on Friday. So he he must have golfed on Friday afternoon, played in the game Friday night at Ravston Stadium, right? Fortunately, mm -hmm. it was a game in Idaho Falls. And then gone back on Saturday and, and cleaned up. <laughs> what a weekend. Yeah, and they had to they had to play a, a playoff hole. I can't remember which one it was to to finish that out. It was pretty exciting. I think third and fourth was tied as well too, and they had to play out. And then maybe um, fifth and sixth too. But like all the all the places, um, I was informed that they had to play they had to play them out. So like first place, you play a hole out. Like for third place, they just look and they pick a hole and go whoever did the best on the hole and. But like everyone in 4A boys, it was like a tie, a parlay or whatever. They had to they had to go to all the rules to, to sort out that one through four. Yeah. So, yes, if it's deciding a championship, they'll go to a playoff hole. Um, if it's anything lower than that or if it's regular season, sometimes to save time, they'll go to what's called the card off, which is, you know, they pick, OK, on hole seven, who performed better? And that's kind of how they determine it. So you're right. There was a lot of. Really good golfers all clumped together. Um, Alex Louie of Idaho Falls took fourth overall. Um, you had also Henry Hyam, uh, Nate Nelson's Shelly teammate, take ninth place uh, in the top 10 as well. So way to go, all of our East Idaho boys golfers. On the girls' side, uh, Twin Falls one, Bishop Kelly two, Sandpoint three. So no East Idaho teams there. But um, Lauren Assad from Century takes second overall which was really impressive she beat out Haley cole of skyline by one stroke for third place yeah she's she's a great golfer um she's worked hard all season uh you know I, she just runs into what everyone is telling me is maybe the best golfer in all the divisions 
um, and Ava Schroeder of Twin Falls. The guys will tell me this. Everyone says she's probably one of the best golfers, just period, in the state of Idaho, and she just happened to be in the division. But Lauren just played great. She's just steady, and uh, yeah, what a great finish. She took third last year, and then the move up one more year, her senior year, um, to second place is just great. And um, I don't think anyone could be more more proud of her. You know, I just, I mean, she was plus five, and Schroeder was minus eleven. So she, yeah, she's a good golfer and a yeah. soccer player. Yes, Ava Schroeder also plays soccer for Twin Falls, a team that's looking to get back to state and defend their 4A title there. So she could be double dipping in the championships uh, like Nate Nelson is hoping to do for Shelly on the gridiron. Ava Schroeder, uh, you want to know how good of a golfer she is from Twin Falls. This sums it up the best. 5A, 4A, boys, girls, didn't matter. Ava Schroeder led the way on the weekend with 15 birdies which is just incredible, right? Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's unreal. It's just, she's like, the, and it's, a, in, in fact, it was a, it was a male tennis soccer player who goes, this Ava Schroeder is so good. He was, he's the one, he's the one updating me through some text messages and I'm like, what? And then I checked it out and I'm like, that's a lot of birdies. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> congrats to her. Pretty legit for sure. But uh, Lauren Assange of Century second, Haley uh, from Skyline ends up taking third. So congratulations to the ladies there. All right, let's turn our attention now to postseason soccer, Sean. There are some bids that have already been clinched to state. Uh, so let's start with uh, the 3A classification because that's where, you know, the earliest, you know, the very first team to clinch a bid to state on either side was American Falls. And so let's start there. The, uh, the the beat goes on for the Beavers. Let's take a look at the 3A District 5 bracket on the girls' side. And again, I'm sharing my screen so those of you watching on the video version of this can follow along. Those of you that are listening, audio only, you're in luck. We've got all the district brackets on the homepage at idahosports.com. You just go there and you can follow along that way as you're listening. But American Falls girls defeat Marsh Valley 5-3. to three. In the championship match, this was actually all the way back on Saturday. Like I said, American Falls was the first team to clinch. They now advance to state. And in a bit of an upset, Snake River, the three seed, upset Marsh Valley, the two seed. And now it's Snake River who's got a chance to get to state as well via a play-in match. They will play the second-place team from District 3, which is still yet to be determined. Yeah, great job. And as we're probably going to look at is um, American Falls swept. <laughs> So the girls, the girls won, and and then the boys also won it. So they won three one, but that was Monday, so that wasn't as far. But that was the second one I think to finish that I'm aware of. Yes, it was. It was the American Falls girls followed by the American girls boys or American Falls American girl. That's a that's a doll company. Uh, American Falls girls and then the American Falls boy. Can you tell it's been a long day, Sean? That's... I got I got gotcha. you. We're yeah. good. Everyone was picking up what I was putting out. American Falls right now would be the four seed going into state uh, where we you know assume Sugar Salem, Coeur d'Alene Charter, and Sun Valley are all going to get there. They all went undefeated in the regular season. So American falls would be the four seed, which I don't know. It's uh, this of all the soccer tournaments. I think the three, a girls is the most wide open. Like any of the eight teams that get there, I think are capable of going on a run. So good luck to the Beavers. We'll see how they do quick programming note next week, Sean, uh, we we like to do these uh, live preview shows before state tournament action. And so next Tuesday night at seven o'clock live, on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account, uh, Christian Wiener and I will be breaking down the soccer brackets for state. We'll go through all the boys' brackets, all the girls' brackets. Of course, we want the fans to come on and interact. You know, Give a shout-out to your favorite team, favorite player, ask us a question, whatever it is. So that'll be live next Tuesday night. I'll also drop that preview show into the podcast feed of the East Idaho Prepcast in case people can't make it live. But um, it's going to be really exciting. We're going to break down all the soccer brackets next week, live Tuesday night, seven o'clock. So should be a good time, Sean. Um, yeah. Like that, not like he didn't have enough to do, right? <laughs> I, I'm trying to give the people as much as they can uh, or as much as I can. What did um, you say Tuesday night? Cause Tuesday night's going to be a bunch of uh district volleyball games too. So He'll be busy. Yes, for sure. We will. We will. We're going to table the volleyball discussion until next week when districts gotcha, really, gotcha, gotcha. really get going. But yes, we'll take a look at all the district brackets next week for volleyball. Let's look at the the three A district five boys. 
where it was American Falls clinching over Marsh Valley on Monday, three to one, the final. You might be asking, well, how come the girls were able to clinch so early? Uh, they have five teams in their district. The boys only have four. So it kind of accelerated the schedule for the for the girls a little bit. And that's why American Falls clinched so early on the girls' side. American Falls boys, though, beat Marsh Valley three to one. And now Marsh Valley gets the chance to uh, get to state via a play-in match. They will take on either Sugar Salem or Teton, as we'll we'll take a look at uh, in the next bracket. But either way, that's going to be a tough task for Marsh Valley. That's going to be a tall order. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, uh, but good luck to them. They will play on Saturday in Blackfoot in that state play and match. We talked about District Six, the uh, championship matchup. Um, as we're recording this, it is Wednesday night, the twelfth. Sugar Salem and Teton were playing this afternoon for the district title. Uh, let me do some sleuthing and see if I can figure out. This is the fun part of recording during the week um, when these district uh, games are going on. Sometimes, you know, things are happening in real time. But either way, uh, Sugar Salem and Teton, I, I expect to both be at state. They both played for the championship last year. Um, and like we said, the loser of this game would play Marsh Valley in that state play and match on Saturday. And then girls 3A is the same matchup, right? Yes. Sugar Salem, Teton. Also, Sugar Salem and Teton. You are correct. Um, and that happened today as well. So Yes, here's the boys bracket, right? Same deal. Sugar Salem and Teton. Uh, this is actually the girls bracket. I was showing you the boys, but the, okay. the, match, the matchups are the same. It's the, the, girl, same. the girls played at 2 o'clock. The boys played at 4 o'clock. Okay. Um, again, I'm kind of just vamping for time here to try and check and see if... Uh, those final scores are located anywhere doesn't look like it yet um okay so but either way um on the girls side as well we anticipate that teton and sugar are both really talented teams and both should get to state there let's go to district four um let's start with district five because those are matchups that are coming up most immediately on the girls side you've got century and pocatello playing for the district championship one o'clock on the bracket is that right, Sean? You're my century. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So what's okay. gonna ha what, what's gonna happen tomorrow is uh, the girls are gonna play at Century at one, and then after that game, the boys are gonna play Pokey at one at Century too. So, uh, or or at four o'clock, I've got for for the like boy. A, yeah, 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 like well, a double like, header, right? Yeah, double header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Yep. So the girls will be first, then the boys. It's a, it's a double header. Century is the two seed. They get to host though because they already beat Pokey. Uh, two to one pokey had to battle through and beat preston on tuesday night two nothing on the girls side i don't know sean flip a coin century and pocatello girls it's been pretty even throughout the year you know when i talk to people in district five and that's all the coaches in district five it's you know can you beat a team 10 times right because <laughs> that's what we have to do you know if you're pokey if you're if you're century or you're Preston, you've got to beat pretty much a team more multiple times and that it is a coin flip because if you play someone 10 times, you're probably going to beat them once. You're just hoping that time's not on the day you play. So, yeah, you know, I think, I think Century's got a lot of, um, that's a big win coming in the district play to beat them. But, you know, Pocatel is a good team. They're a strong team. They've beaten some big opponents this year. Um, they took care of business against Preston. I drove by it yesterday. Uh, it was, it was, there's tons of people. It was pretty exciting. And uh, they're ready to go. You know, they they hadn't been to they hadn't been to state in a long time until last year. So you've got some girls that know what it takes on the pokey side to to do that. And then you've just got a really hungry Century team. So it'll it'll be it'll be you know I I, I could see penalty kicks. <laughs> well, you know, and every coach hates that. Um, <laughs> so okay, so they played twice in the regular season. The third time was right here in the undefeated semifinal. This will be the fourth matchup. If Pocatello wins, Pokey's got to win twice. That's yeah. that's the key here. It's a true double elimination. So if Pokey wins, they would play for the fifth time on Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, I just I can't even fathom that. But but uh, luckily we have max preps, right? So they wouldn't play. You know, I know only one team makes it, but say we got a, another bid, would it be the eighth, you know, tenth time at state? Luckily, we have that in place. I was, I mean, there's some good things that we, we're moving forward a little bit progressively here, but I, I mean, that doesn't always guarantee that true. You're not play what a the rank, right? Yeah, your ranking, yeah. 
Yeah. I spoke too soon. No, nah, that's all right, though. It, it is definitely a better system. And we'll talk more about Mex Preps when we get to our football talk for sure. Um, boys matchup, same story, right? Century playing Pocatello. How about this undefeated semifinal game? It ends up a one-to-one draw after two overtime periods. It's got to go to penalty kicks. Century wins 3-0 on the PKs. So now you got Century playing Pocatello again. Same scenario. Pokey's got to win twice to get that one bid to state. Century only has to win the one match. Yeah, they Century has a freshman boy on his team and i saw him in the hall and i'm like why don't you score a go- why why you haven't been scoring any goals and i was giving him a hard time right and he scored that third goal in the pks to win the game so um he let me have it uh fernando so yeah congrats to him but uh yeah that again pokey's a good team century's a good team um you know i could see it going going to penalty kicks century beat him um in the regular season i believe five zero at one point two but I don't know. When you play a team, they all know each other. They play club club soccer. They they hang out at the same, you know, McDonald's. You know, when you play that team so many times, it's just it kind of goes up in the air. Yeah, I was gonna ask how that crow tasted. <laughs> how'd, that, how'd that crow taste after you called out wonderful Fernando? Yeah, yeah. tasted wonderful, right? <laughs> all right, let's go to the high country conference. Um, let's start with the girls' side of the bracket. The championship is set. That will be on Thursday as well. One versus two, Bonneville and Skyline. They had their semifinals last night. And how about right out of the gates? Blackfoot, the sixth seed, knocking off the three seed. Idaho Falls one nothing in the opening round. And that is a single elimination contest. So the Tigers had a pretty good regular season, but one bad match and they're done so. So Blackfoot moves in. Um, Skyline last night is playing Shelly. In the semifinals, it's a 0-0 game through the two overtimes. It's got to go to penalty kicks, and Skyline escapes 3-2 to two in PKs. So now, here's the key. Bonneville plays Skyline. The winner of that automatically gets to go to state. There is a second bid up for grabs. Whoever wins between Blackfoot and Shelly on Thursday will get to challenge the loser of Bonneville and Skyline. So there's a lot still to sort out in District 6. Yeah, and a lot of the and you know a lot of um, information points to Shelley's a really really good team too in the girls side, and you kind of can't sleep on them. You know, four seed. You know, you have a big conference. You know, it it doesn't. You know, whatever happens happens. So I think that you know that match six Blackfoot Shelley's a pretty interesting game. Both teams are going to be uh, you know fighting for their lives. That, that that's going to be a fun ending tournament for sure. Yeah, you know and. I kind of like Shelly there over Blackfoot. And if Shelly gets Skyline again after they just battled them so closely, um, you know, if you're a Russet fan, you got to be feeling pretty good about your chance. You got to get there, of course. And uh, Bonneville, I think, is still the strongest team. Those, those Bs, uh, the B girls have had such a great regular season, um, but we'll see how it goes. That's on Thursday as well. On the boys' side, uh, kind of all chalk, you know. Shelly beat Skyline, the four over the five in the play-in match Saturday. Hillcrest, the three seed, beat Bonneville, the six. Um, and then, you know, Idaho Falls looks so strong. They beat Shelly 7 nothing last night. They put up a touchdown. Um, Blackfoot slipped by Hillcrest 2-1. to one. So now you've got Idaho Falls and Blackfoot playing on Thursday for the district title. Shelly and Hillcrest will meet up in that loser out game and then same as the girls the winner of shelly and hillcrest will get the challenge the loser of idaho falls and blackfoot but man the tigers and head coach ryan cook they've had a really nice season yeah you know from all my information um idaho falls is just a really really good team um blackfoot is always a solid team they 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 have a tendency to find a way to win that district no matter what seed they're at if you kind of just look back about blackfoot's always competing for a district title in that district and then you know hillcrest um who moves down they're also a really really good team people are saying you know they're you know they i think they maybe they had a couple good matches against idaho falls as well too but you've got three really good teams and i'm not taking any way from thing from shelly either but you just got you just got too many horses in the stable you know and everyone's got to eat yeah, and so, you know, we talked about Idaho Falls, you know, being the, the – it was really close, that top three. You're right. In the regular season, Idaho Falls, Blackfoot, and Hillcrest. Idaho Falls and Blackfoot actually tied. Yeah, the, the I regular one season. of them tied, yeah. Yeah, they tied for the for the league title, and they beat each other. They, they both split. So then you start looking, okay, well, who was the third best team? That was Hillcrest. Idaho Falls swept Hillcrest. 
Blackfoot uh, tied with Hillcrest or split with Hillcrest or something. So yeah. that's how Idaho Falls got the one seed. So yes, Idaho Falls, Blackfoot, Hillcrest, all three very evenly matched. Shelly can't count them out either. They just don't have the depth uh, as as those other teams. But Shelly's got some good individual players as well. And now let's wrap up with uh, 5A, District 5-6. Let's start on the girls' side where the Highland Rams are your district champions once again headed to state. Um, Madison and Thunder Ridge will play tomorrow for the chance to take on a in a state play-in match. I'll tell you, whoever gets out of that Madison-Thunder Ridge match, I, I really like their chances against a to to get to state. Yeah, I agree. They're two just solid teams and I think we kind of talked about this before. You just have good, you know, you just have really good teams and they're going to go up there. They're going to compete. And uh, I like, I like their chances coming away with a state bid there. Yeah. Uh, when you look at Highland and you know, where they finish in terms of, you know, max preps uh, rankings, they would be the sixth seed currently uh, could move up to five. If Centennial were to lose their play in match, um, against Coeur d'Alene. Um, but either way, you know, Highland is going to be a lower seed in the tournament. And if Madison and or Thunder Ridge got in, um, they would both be a seven or an eight seed as well. So um, well, as we learned last year, the seed doesn't mean everything, right? There were a couple one seeds that got upset in the first round, but way to go Highland. They've really, you know. Yeah, really- and, and Highland, uh, Savannah Rose, the head coach, it's her first year. So yeah. first year district championship can't, can't, can't complain too much they, they've really put together you know and, and the previous coach uh coach vaughn um really laid the groundwork for you know highlands pretty much getting to state like every year now it's kind of a you can set your watch by it and they've done a really nice job of building the soccer program at highland um and again madison thunder ridge should be a pretty good matchup madison did beat thunder earlier in the tournament two to one it was a very tight match so um good luck to both of those teams and then five six uh boys Thunder Ridge, your champions, no surprise. The Titans uh, undefeated in the regular season, right? They had a, a draw, but outside of that, no no losses. Um, they beat Madison 5-1 to one in the district title match last night. So Thunder Ridge moving on to state. Madison will play Rigby. Rigby, the four seed, knocked out Highland last night, one nothing. Um, the winner of that match will advance to play the fifth-place team from Boise. So we'll see. Yeah, and you know Thunder Ridge. I think Thunder Ridge has you know aspirations to, you know, win state, place at state. That's the kind of team Thunder Ridge is this year. So it'll be exciting to see how they do up at the state tournament. Yeah, Thunder Ridge will be the three seed at state. Timberline will be one. Boise will be two, and Thunder Ridge will be the three seed. Um, so good luck to the Titans as they make their state soccer preparations as well. So that's where we're at with soccer. You know, pretty much. Everything's going to be decided by Saturday. You know, there'll be a couple of playing matches and we'll, we'll know the field, you know, Saturday night. And we'll break it all down for you on that live preview show next Tuesday at seven o'clock. All right, let's wrap up with football, Sean. Let's let's get to it. Um, I don't even remember what I sent you on the rundown. I'm, I'm going to kind of let you lead lead the segment here. I know I know there was a couple of games we wanted to highlight and then preview some matchups. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're going to have to probably start in the 5A division with Highland versus Rigby, the game me and you were, were at, and maybe one of the, you know, one of the better games we've ever seen um, here in Idaho. It's an instant classic, generic term, but, you know, Highland down by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, comes back to beat Rigby 43 to 42. And um, yeah, I mean, there's so much happened in that game we'd almost need a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rigby scores five seconds into the fourth quarter. They're up 42 to 21. They don't score again. Highland rattles off 22 unanswered points. Really. It came down to on the last possession. Highland was down seven. Uh, Rigby sent a safety blitz. Um, Highland read it, diagnosed it, got off a pass. Uh, Drew Hymas did kind of lobbed it like a jump shot over like three Rigby defenders. Ridge Barella was there for the catch. And and Nick Sorrell, Highland head coach, knew all along that they were going to go for two because he he could sense it, right? You could tell Rigby was on their heels. They were gassed a little. He seized the moment. Um, They line up for two. Rigby is kind of caught flat-footed. They don't defend Ridge Barella in the flat. So Hymas throws it to Barella for an easy two-point conversion and that ends up being the game 
yeah, they're in the they're lined up in this compact formation, right? Looking like a run or something. And as fast as he could snap it was as fast as he could throw it to uh, Hymas could throw it to Ridge Barella for that two point conversion. And, and uh, it was a great game. And, you know, with that being said, I, you know, I, Rigby's still really good team. Their offense is super good. Uh, I would not be surprised in talking to some other fo- football coaches this week uh, if we saw a Rigby Highland rematch later on this year. I would not be surprised, Brandon. Yes. And so uh, Rigby is the team that's now 0-1 in conference. Highland is 1-0. Madison, of course, is still undefeated in league play as well. I really do think it's going to be Highland and Rigby are going to be the two teams that get the auto bids to state. And, and Madison, that's just... I, I just don't know because their their level of competition has not been as strong as as Highlands and Rigby's. If I'm being honest, you know Madison's put up a nice record, um, but I just it's kind of like last year with Idaho Falls, right? Idaho Falls had this great record, but to get an at large bid to the playoffs, it's it's only how you did against other five A schools, and Madison yep. just doesn't have the capital there. And like, Madison lost to Hawaii right at the first of the season. I think that's going to be their yeah might be the the reason they don't get in. Yeah, that's that's going to be a really hard one to overcome for Madison. Of course, Madison can still play their way in. They play Highland and Rigby. Um, so, you know, they knocked off Rigby last year. If that happened, Rigby would really be in trouble. Um, yeah. Because you're competing against, uh, you know, probably four or five other teams for two at-large playoff spots. So um, I, I think it's really going to be Rigby and Highland at the end of the day, though. And if, I, if I'm wrong, Madison fans, let me have it. Uh, I'd love to wear it. <laughs> but, I, you know, I just think it's Highland and Rigby for sure. Um, what else did we have? What, what happened in 4A, Sean? Uh, we had, you know, kind of the big matchup was Skyline versus Blackfoot. Um, Skyline came away with a 28-21 win. But the, I think the best part of this win is, um, what's the thing from Waterboy? We've, we've got to have them play every position, right? They got to, you know, it's the end of the game. We got, you got to do everything. And, you know, they put in, um, Kenyon Sadiq as a, a cover you know, a cornerback at the end of the game, he really hasn't played cornerback and who's he covering, right? Javante King from Blackfoot gets an interception and runs that back for a touchdown, which is essentially the game. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting. We're going to, we're going to put everyone in, we're going to put him in. He has it. And, you know, going back and watching that, man, he, if he doesn't make it as a receiver, Sadiq could definitely be a, a cover cornerback. Like, the guy you put on the best player. Yeah, Skyline did that last year in the playoffs. I, I remember, especially against Pocatello when they played Pokey in the semifinals. Um, they they put Sadiq out there to guard Julian Bowie. Basically. Oh, yeah. And, you know, but Bowie got him once, but but overall, you know, Sadiq and Skyline ultimately won the matchup. So, yes, they, they do do that occasionally. You are correct. So, Skyline wins 28-21 over Blackfoot. Shelly wins over Idaho Falls 28-7. And so now, you know, these two are on this collision course, right? They're both uh, undefeated in conference play, and it's it's all going to come to a head. Yeah. The, the she- you're saying Shelly and Skyline, right? Yes, she- yeah. Shelly and Skyline. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's got, you've got two very contrasting styles of play. You've got Shelly and, a, you know, a, a wing T running pretty much all offense. And you've got Shelly who, or then you've got Skyline who can run it and, likes to go to the air and um yeah i think it i think it comes down to defense and maybe turnovers you know who's gonna who's gonna play the better defense and cover those guys um but i think shelly shelly's really hard to stop i think you could stop him for like two quarters but can you stop him for four quarters i think that's that's been the the thing teams have had to answer yeah definitely and so the key is now they've they've each got one more hurdle to clear, right? Skyline and Shelly are going to play in the regular season finale. It's a game that we will have for you on idahosports.com. Skyline's got to get past Bonneville. Shelly's got to play Hillcrest. Um, Hillcrest has been a team that's been very competitive, even though, you know, they're three and four sub 500. They've been in just about every game they've played this year. And boy, what a, what a game between Hillcrest and Bonneville on the annual civil war, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, another, kind of instant classic right you have a normal just a normal football score 14 to 16 hillcrest wins and um you'll have to you have to remind me on what happened there yeah so so uh hillcrest is down 14 7 in the fourth quarter Braden crystal scores on a short touchdown run uh thomas ensley uh is on for the extra point but it's no good and so bonneville is still leading 14 to 13 
Knights get the ball back with like a little over a minute to play. They march down the field and they set up Ensley for a chance to atone for the extra point. And he, he delivered with 11 seconds to play. He drills a 27-yard field goal. Hillcrest gets the win 16-14 to 14 over Bonneville. Now, both of these teams are still projected to make the playoffs because yeah. of their max preps uh, rankings. Now, you know, Hillcrest is going to be uh, a mid-teens seed. Bonneville might be like the last seed, 16 overall. But, you know, at this point, uh, they're both comfortably – into the, in fact, every team from District 6 would be in the playoffs if it started today because of the, the strength and quality of the league. How crazy is that? I Yeah, it's just kind of hard to imagine. And like you said, Hillcrest has Shelly next. Um, that's a big game. And, you know, it'll be interesting. I think, you know, Hillcrest-Idaho Falls is always a big rivalry game, and that's the end of the, end of the year. And, and Idaho Falls has kind of has some ups and downs and that could be an interesting game when we, you know, in two weeks, Idaho Falls and Hillcrest. I, I that kind of just that might be a playoff spot. It might be, yeah, I, who knows at this point. Top to bottom, District Six, uh, by far the most competitive uh, top to bottom district in the state this year. Uh, let's go to District Five, where you know you've got Century, Preston, and Pokey. This three-team round robin that's unfolding over the uh, the last three weeks of the regular season. First domino fell Friday. Century gets the win over Preston. And so now Preston and Pocatello will play Friday night. If Pokey wins there, it all sets up for century Pokey, the crosstown clash in the final week of the regular season. Basically Pokey is, is set in terms of getting an at large bid. If they don't win the district century's got to win the di- century oh, yeah. and or Preston have to win the district to get it. Yeah. You know, you know, Century and Ryan Fleshman, they've been, they've, you know, they've got a new group. They've been working really hard and they came out and they just, they took care, took care of business against Preston and were able to come with away, away with a win. And, um, you know, and it's, and, and uh, you know, and then Preston and, and Pokey are going to play this week. And even though Pokey didn't play this week, they did have some kind of cool news. Ryko Echohawk, Echohawk got a, an offer from ISU. So that was, even even though they didn't play, they got they had a little news there. But yeah, I mean, you would assume Pocatello beats Preston. I I, I don't know if I assume anything um, <laughs> yeah. right now with the three team thing. You would assume Pokey Pocatello beats Preston, and it's and it's Pocatello Century. And you know, at the start of the season, I you know I would have said Pocatello is going to win this division easy. But man, I you know I don't know any any given day you, you go out there and you compete and. There's a lot of things, and each team faces its own adversities at the end of the year, you know? Yeah, you know, um, I, I sent a couple emails out trying to figure out, you know, what happens if all three teams do tie? You know, what happens in that scenario? No, I was I was talking to the coaches about that. They're like, okay, so we beat Preston. Now what if Preston beats Pokey and then Pokey beats us? What 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 do we do? It's probably like a ping pong ball or something. I, you know, I'm going to put you on that, Sean. Maybe you can, maybe you can find out because no, nobody got back to me. I, I, you know, I, I tried to find out, but <laughs> they don't want to answer that question. Right. I, I, I will. I will ask because that was a scenario. They're like, we, well, what if this yeah. happens and this? And I'm like, I didn't even think about that, but um, it could be, it could be a moot point. You know, our, our good, maybe friend. that, maybe they have that Kansas city playoff thing, but as far as I know, we don't. So yeah, you know where you go and play that. I, but I, as far as I know, we don't have that in our district. So, yeah, well, I'll I find guess, out. I guess you know I'm trying to look at you know you could go off of point differential possibly in in the three games. You know who had the best point differential? Um, sometimes they do common opponent. I don't know that any of all three of these teams had a common opponent though, right? Uh, Preston didn't play Highland, right? So. No. You know I'm looking at Preston's schedule. And yeah, they, they played Burley. Uh, nobody played, you know, Pocatello didn't play Burley. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there is a common opponent. So no, my, my educated guess is going to be that it's going to come down to like a point differential amongst the three. So, so century winning by the margin they did already. That helps. It, it definitely gives them an edge. Certainly. Um, so yes, I, I know a good good friend of the program, uh, Dan Hubbard from KACH Radio in Preston. Uh, he sent me a message yeah. on Twitter, and I did not message him back. Uh, sorry about that, Dan. <laughs> Thing, things got away from me, um, but he he was trying to figure it out as well. So I don't know. A lot of questions. And he doesn't. He should know. 
right? Yeah, he, he, he should know. Yeah, he, he asked. He asked me, and I, I was. He's been here longer than any of us. He should know. <laughs> but yeah, that, I I don't know. That's that's a good question. I'll find out. I'll I bet you I can find out tomorrow. Yeah, I, yeah. Thank you, Sean. That that'll be uh really good to find out. Um, so that that's what's going on at four A. Let, let's talk three A where. Well, we're going to do this big game on Friday night, Sean. This is going to be East Idaho game night. It's going to be Sugar Salem hosting Teton. And we kind of thought coming in, all right, this is going to be a battle of unbeatens for the conference title. And then South Fremont was like, hey, don't forget about us. They get a 28 to 26 win over Teton in a game that kind of comes down to extra points and two-point conversions and stuff like that. Um, It was a very nice win. For South Fremont, I mean, no matter what happens, all three of those teams are easily into the playoffs. But the district champion gets a top a five seed and a, and potentially, if it's Sugar, a buy in the first round. So the the five district champs get first round buys, or excuse me, get get the top five seeds, and then the the top two teams get first round buys. So there's a lot on the line for Sugar over these last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just got a lot of you just got a lot of good teams, right? Um, South Fremont had Bryce Johnson, who had an outstanding game against Teton. You know, he's seven for 10, 117 yards, uh, TD passing. He rushed 26 times for 159 yards. So they just had some outstanding performances. You you know, it's a close game. You know, you, you kind of thought Teton, the reason I thought Teton would win is because Teton beat Snake River and then. Snake River beat South Fremont. That was the comparable I was going by. Right. And then, you know, and Teton beat Snake River pretty pretty handedly. And so that's what that's what I kind of thought. Okay, Teton will go in here and take care of business, but South Fremont, you know, they're not a bad team either. North Fremont, you got you got two names in your title like Sugar Salem, North, you know, you got two names in your high school, you're you're a pretty good football team. <laughs> right. It's a good rule. Except uh, you know, Thunder Ridge has had a tough time this year, right? West Side. West yeah, West Side's another good one for sure. Two, two names in the in the smaller division. I, I'm not yes. getting out. I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, but... 5A 4A doesn't apply. Um yeah. okay, we'll we'll get to West Side in a second. Um I thought the most impressive thing for South Fremont was, was okay, so Teton scores. Um they're down 28-20. They get a touchdown. Jack Nelson, who's a great quarterback, throws this 55-yard bomb to Ashton Gunther. Teton's got to get the two-point conversion. They don't. South Fremont bats it away. It's an incomplete pass. There's still 537 on the clock. So Teton, of course, is going to kick deep. They never got the ball back. South Fremont was able to run the clock out with 537 remaining. That, to me, was the most impressive thing from the way. Yeah, and, and that's something that, I mean, I don't, that doesn't really come up on a stat, right? But yeah. if you're able to do that, um, people that know football know, know that's why you won the game. And that's clock control. You know, you, when you get into playoffs, the teams that can control the clock and run the ball and do things like that, they win. They're the state championships. They know how to manage their time and players, and that's that's the difference maker for sure. Yeah, so uh, very excited to see Teton and Sugar Salem Friday night on IdahoSports.com. You and I and Joel Richardson will be there on the call, Sean, um, to uh, broadcast that contest. Also in District 5 last week, uh, this was the game that essentially was going to decide the district title, Snake River and Marsh Valley. Panthers win pretty convincingly, 35-14. to 14. You know, Marsh Valley is a year away. They're, they're a very young team. They've got a lot of promising sophomores. They're just, to me, they're a year away. But they're they're going to be good. Yeah, they're that's a good team. They've played hard opponents all year. And, you know, you just hear Marsh Valley in every sport this year. Every fall sport, you kind of hear a Marsh Valley, you know, in, involved in all of it. And, and I think you're right. I think maybe they're just a year away. Yep, for sure. And, and Snake River, you know, Jeff Daly is back as the head coach. He's led them to prominence in the past, including state championships. So, um, you know, watch out for Snake River. They always seem to just be such a fundamentally sound team. I, I would not want to play Snake River at Snake River in the playoffs oh, no. at no. Tom Harrison Field. That's a tough place to go get a win. So, um, but that's what's in store for them. Um, you know, if they can beat American Falls to close it out here, uh, they get a top five seat for being a district champion. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Certainly. Let's take a look at the two A man. The big story here, Sean, I'll admit we haven't given this team enough love and they it's kind of have demanded it now. Aberdeen. Yeah. Whoa. Shutting Bro- out North. Oh, go ahead. Brody, Brody Beck. Right. I, do you remember 
um a year ago our first game we went and broadcast the year was brody beck um uh, in aberdeen we'd never been there and i thought man this guy's a player and, and he got injured and they had some hard times but yeah aberdeen we've we've probably not give given aberdeen enough enough credit this year and i'm looking at their schedule now and you know they beat declo 18 12 they lost to south fremont which we know now is a very good team just it was very close 14 to 21 they beat soda they beat malad and then this past week they took down you know north fremont was undefeated and they beat them 24 0 and um and, and moving brody back to the the running back position has has kind of changed the Aberdeen offense uh, enough to make them just very dangerous. Yeah. Aberdeen did to North Fremont, what North Fremont usually does to everybody else where they pounded the rock, controlled the, the line of scrimmage, controlled the clock and played really good defense. I was so impressed. I went back and watched the film a little bit uh, from this win by Aberdeen. You know, they've got a new coach this year, Braden Driscoll. He's done a fantastic job with the Tigers. And now they finished the year with Bear Lake and Westside, right? So yep. we'll we'll find out, you know, where Aberdeen slots in the pecking order. But all three of those teams are going to make the playoffs. Um, and and honestly, kind of like we talked about in the four A ranks, where District Six is so strong that a lot of teams are going like Soda Springs right now has a good chance of being the last team in just because of the strength of the conference. So yeah, Soda Springs hasn't played a bad team all year. So no, that that strength of schedule is really helping the Cardinals out for sure. So you know, Bear Lake still in the driver's seat because they did beat Westside, um, but. You know, we could see a three-way tie. We could see Bear Lake win it outright. We could see Aberdeen win it outright. Um, Westside cannot win it outright, like we said, because they lost to Bear Lake. But Westside did beat Declo in a non-conference matchup, 21-6. to Like you said, Aberdeen beat Declo this year, 18-12. to I mean, all three of these teams are so even, and they all do the same things. They run the ball exceptionally well. They play great defense. Yeah, and... Um... And Declo's like that too, right? Declo's a good running yeah. team, and we saw Declo last year in the playoffs, and so you know that's a good comparison. And West Side, West Side has done it the best out of all the teams, but I, you've got you've got some good teams just chomping at the bits, and you know this this division, uh, this two A division, man, that 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 state playoff is going to be. There's not going to be a bad game. You're not going to be like, oh, this game, you know, this team's not that great. I, there's going to be. There's going to be a good game every 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 lineup there. Definitely, uh, Aberdeen is at Westside on Friday night. That'll be the big game. We'll be keeping an eye on. I, I'm lobbying Sean for us to get as many two A playoff games as we can when it's time to broadcast the postseason because I I do I think it's going to be wide open. Every matchup's going to be phenomenal. And and for North Fremont, you know they did suffer the loss. It is out of conference, and so now their most important game of the season is this Friday. They're at Firth in a game that will decide the nuclear conference crown. They're both undefeated in conference play. They always play each other extremely tight. Um, a, top, a top five seed is on the line here between North Fremont and Firth. Yeah, and and Firth, and that's another team. He kind of, he kind of, Firth kind of gets lost in the mix. Um, you know, and if you look all the way back at week one, North Fremont beats Bear Lake 24-22, so... Man, I it's just I these games are going to be these last two weeks for some of these two A conferences. I, I mean, even if you lose though, right? You're probably still in the playoffs, and it's hopefully may you know it's the matchup you get in that in that bracket. But a lot of good games. And again, the caveat is that the two A football committee has the discretion in the first round to adjust the matchups. They're going to seed it according to max preps. But if there's like really extensive travel for one team, or if there's a matchup of two district opponents, they have the discretion to tweak the matchups. So again, that's kind of the one big wild card is how will they tweak the matchups if they need to? It's going to be very interesting. It could give us some very uh, competitive first round games. So we'll have to wait and see how that shakes out. I could easily see a district six playing a district five right away in the opening right round off of the playoffs. Like a, like yeah, that knockout. was, that was kind of eliminate. Cause what would happen sometimes these smaller schools would have to go, you know, either have to travel all the way up North or all the way down for, and some of the sp smaller schools, the cost of that is kind of crucial. So I, yeah. I think a good way to do it.
It, it happened last year. Grangeville had to come down to play Westside second year in a row. They had to come down to play Westside in the quarterfinals. If they had won that game, they would have had to have traveled to Bear Lake the next week. And uh, their coach told me, he's like, I got to be honest. If we, if we somehow win, win this game today, um, we're, we're not, we don't have the money to come to, back to Southeast Idaho next week. He's like, we just don't have the money for that. I don't know I what mean, we're going to do. It's farther than traveling to like a, a, a state, right? You're yeah. almost going like two states away <laughs> from some of that Northern travel away. But yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like that. I kind of like being, I kind of like being able to do that. You know, everything's got plus and minuses. Definitely. 1AD1, not much to talk about. Uh, Butte County Grace are going to meet uh, in two weeks. Not this Friday, but next Friday. That will decide the conference title. Both teams easily into the playoffs. Both are so good. Uh, we are going to be showcasing Butte County on Friday night on IdahoSports.com as the Pirates host Raft River in a very interesting non-conference matchup. These are a pair of top five teams, so that's going to be a good eight-man broadcast for you. Friday night on IdahoSports.com. Friendly reminder, if you want to see all the games that we're broadcasting, just click on the Game Streams tab on the homepage at, at IdahoSports.com. And then in the 182 rank, Sean, the big first domino fell where North Gem, Water Springs, Rockland are all in this, you know, District 5-6. And I can't make heads or tails of it. All three teams have looked good at times this year. All three teams have looked shaky at times this year. First domino falls last Friday as Water Springs shuts out North Gem pretty convincingly um by a final score of 42 to nothing now water springs plays rockland on friday if water springs wins that game the warriors win the conference there are two bids from this district available at state so if water springs wins they win the district and then rockland and north gym would play on the 21st in basically winner Decide. goes to the playoffs um if rockland were to win then it flips where rockland could win the title outright with a win over north gym or, you know, if North Gem beat Rockland, then you've got a three-way tie for first. So We don't uh, want to go there. <laughs> so, so North Gem is going to be cheering for Rockland this week, and then they're going to be, you know, cheering for themselves to take out Rockland uh, in the regular season finale. Very confusing. I will say Drew Plocker, probably the most unheralded athlete in the state of Idaho. He plays for Water Springs. Um, he doesn't get enough acclaim, you know, statewide. When people are talking about versatile athletes, he had over a thousand yards rushing on the season, like four games in Sean. I mean, it's just insane. He plays quarterback. Um, he's a great defensive back as well. I think that's where he could really, you know, play college ball is in the defensive secondary. Um, but look at this stat line. Drew Plocker rushed for 349 yards and four touchdowns. He had nine tackles on defense and he had a pick six. Um, that's the guy you want on your fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> He wins yeah. it for you that week, but yeah, what a unbelievable stat line! Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, he had a thousand yards. He, I he don't was, even know what to say. I mean, that's just good. That's just how does it get better? He he was the first guy in the state to get to a thousand yards this year. He did it in like four games. That's insane. I mean, that's, that's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. So yeah, uh, Water Springs will play Rockland on Friday afternoon. Should be a fantastic battle. All right, we went super long, but that's because we had a lot to talk about. Next week's episode will be shorter because we're not going to talk any soccer. We'll just let the state soccer preview take care of that. So it's going to be kind of football, volleyball next week. Sean, that sound all right? I I can do it. Okay. I yes. believe in myself. That's right. Believe in yourself. Uh, good luck uh, to all the teams competing this weekend, everybody. Enjoy the competitions. And thanks for tuning in to the East Idaho PrepCast. For Sean Kane. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.